0: Hey, folks, and welcome to Hey Adora, your Queer she podcast. I am Force Captain Meth, they them.
1: And I am Princess Jenny, she her.
0: And today we are discussing Pulse. This episode fucking slams. Yeah. It's awesome. Now, Pulse is season four, episode four. It was written by Laura Shribney, directed by Kiki Manrique, with storyboards by Diane Huh, Angela Kim, Sharon Sun and Sam Samansky.
1: this episode has
0: some excellent ass-kicking.
1: This episode has a lot of really pivotal character shifts and plot points that are really gonna move us into what the rest of the season is gonna be dealing with. And ass-kicking. And ass-kicking, for sure. And major I, ass kicking
0: major ass kicking and also we might have somebody coming by a little bit later to discuss both oh p- pivotal plot points and ass kicking
1: so oh my goodness a special someone
0: <gasps> state stay tuned stay tuned but and before we get there we need to have some cawing in the woods I I guess some I guess that's how we're doing
2: this. in the woods
0: yeah Is so that what you said
1: caw-caw! oh right Bo right right cuckaw <laughs> yes yes um in what? the woods we have first of all there's a horde tank trucking along that's the first thing that happens and then we have someone watching it from the trees cuckawing as you say Ca-caw! yes what that's <laughs> Bo's secret signal very <laughs> stealthy Bo
0: secret signal cuckaw yes <laughs> and who is listening for the secret signal uh that would be okay so like you know Spinnerella and adora and you know the rebellion and Natasa. But, And Natasha, this is a great
1: but- episode for spinny and natassa it sure
0: is but before we get into that there is a character that i think i might have identified as who i would be oh. if i was on etheria oh who is it yeah. OK, so like right in the beginning, there's this like soldier, this like kind of like mask, gender, ambiguity, masky soldier in a cowl with like a vest and a cape and a bow staff. And then they have like three eyes and they're like their third eye is like in the middle of their four, their literal third eye is open. Is that a,
1: th- and- a soldier? No, it was a member of the rebellion. I have no idea. I totally miss this person. Because they were literally in
0: like a frame and I'm wow. like, that person is so cool. So I want to be from the third eye cowl Bowstaff village. And I think that's where I would be from if I was in Etheria.
1: That is fucking rad as shit. Yeah,
0: right. They were like the third eye mystic wizard Bowstaff like yes, village and like
1: see you filling that role.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's that's the village that I would be from in Etheria. Yeah, so
1: I'm going to have to go back and look for that person so I can be yeah. like, what up? Aetherian yeah. meth.
0: Yeah, I, I that like I would like to be that, but in actuality, I would be whatever the equivalent of like the wheat smoking hobbits are.
1: I mean, <laughs> listen, probably the mushroom. You don't actually smoke very much weed for someone who likes talking about how much they smoke weed
2: <laughs>
0: okay that's fair but i feel like i would probably be one of the mushroom people let's be real
2: I
1: mean, i'd be
0: like the mushroom people with the mustaches like yeah, yeah, oh the could, baker
1: yep you could I can we're see afraid you. of everything I, well i don't know man i could see you either <laughs> one of those roles
0: yeah I, I contain multitudes
1: yes indeed you do But I am really into Spinnerella and Natasa in this episode from the get go. I love them. They're having so much fun with their little competitive foreplay thing. Oh, I love it. I love it. From the minute Bo gives his caca, my first note (laughs) is that they give each other this look that's like a fuck yeah, let's do this kind of look. Like they're ready to, you know, kick some ass, take some names and have a damn good time doing it do you have this as
0: your first gayest moment because i do yeah
1: of course yeah 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 just casually gay
0: yeah same same i actually have when natasha says boom nets
1: as my first gayest moment i mean there's so many between them and that totally works yeah Um, also i haven't oh no go ahead um no, you go ahead first. I feel like I just
0: want to say that I have incorporated "boom nets" into like everyday speech, and half of my friends don't know what I'm talking about.
1: Well, forget those half. You don't need them.
0: I, I mean, I, I they're still my friends. But of the course, other half that course. does is like, oh yeah, of oh, course. Yeah, of you course. know, it's a
1: fantastic yeah. line. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it's the like, second the tank gets near them, they are on
0: it. Yeah, they are. They are on like Donkey Kong.
1: Yeah, yeah, Spinarella is all over that wind. She's the windbender. That's oh, so sick. She just lifts that whole tank off the ground with her wind tunnel situation. It's so sick. Boom. It's so sick. It's down. Just like Boom. that. She is, she is
0: powerful. She is powerful. They are both crazy powerful. We see how crazy powerful they both yeah, are in this like episode. We
1: haven't seen a lot of them, but like Natasa is often the one who is like when everyone else is down and like they're about to be fucked she's the one saving them with 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 a protective net yeah from all being destroyed yeah until someone can come and save them mhm yeah that's true it's good stuff yeah anyway so Love it. they're doing their thing and then shira jumps out of the bushes with a whole bunch more rebels she yells now nah! and then they all jump out and circle the tank you know, they're really feeling themselves clever. They're totally clever, feeling clever themselves. Yep. ambush.
0: Yep. They do, and, you know, for all intents and purposes, great job, guys.
1: Right, well, so far, it seems that way. Yeah, Literally it seems great. one horde soldier comes out of the tank screaming like a baby. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Natasa nets him. She says her Boom. tagline.
0: Boom. Nets. And
1: my note there is that she says her tagline to Spinarella in a way that you know they're going to bang later. Totally. So, gayest moment. Obviously, Boom. that's the gayest moment. Yes. Boom. And so now they have captured the Horde tank and are preparing to see what's inside. <laughs> Super seriously. Yep. And Adora says, Everyone be ready. Our scouts reported the Horde is transporting a new prototype weapon and they wouldn't brave the Whispering Woods unless it was something <gasps> powerful. And again, um, they're still attributing all the Horde tech to Entrapta. So Bo right. jumps in and says, If I know Entrapta, this thing is going to be big unpredictable and as the doors open there's nothing inside invisible yeah i love that
0: (laughs) i love that bo just runs to like of course there's something in there it's invisible
1: yes of course because you know that's how much credit he gives in Trapda.
0: exactly not there's nothing there but it's blind it's blind visible
1: right of course and then just you know to make sure that they're not assuming anything adora goes inside and she swooshes her sword around to make What's sure that, that there's nothing invisible there <laughs> and she yeah, kind of like, shrugs uh, like whoa <laughs> like and and then finally bo is like or it's just empty <laughs>
2: hmm. and
1: my sidebar here is like i love how both sides now other than Katra, are attributing all of the successes of the other side to someone who isn't even there
0: uh, yeah, that's true. Like
1: both sides are like Entrapta! <laughs> like and she's like, no, dude. Hi, I'm not there. I can't
0: do <laughs> yeah, an entrapped. You do the better Entrapta.
1: <laughs> 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 Would you like to come do some experiments with me in Beast Island? So much <laughs> like, so much <laughs> back here. Like, like not there? Yeah, like she's Sorry, not, even bro. There, but everyone, not even there. But everyone, Everyone is attributing all the best of everything to her. Um. So anyway, so there's nothing there. But the scouts said that there was going to be something here. So what the oh, fuck, did man?
0: They? Oh, did yes, they? Yes, I wonder
1: which scout that was. I, I have your scouts, eh? Yes, mm. indeed. Um, so my last line, my last bullet for this scene, which is in all caps, is, Anyway, there's no weapon. I mean, yes, there are a lot of weapons in the sense that it's an ambush. <laughs>
0: But not the weapon. Not the weapon. Not the weapon.
1: And oops, ambush, robots approaching. Yeah, like they were prepared to find a super powerful weapon, but not one that they would be able to (sighs) fight against. Like they're prepared to find a powered down weapon.
0: Right, but not like get surrounded by by robots. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
1: So, robots.
0: Robots everywhere. Robots, robots everywhere, yet not a weapon to fight. Yes. So, and so we have some
1: credits. That did not go great. Credits, credits, Cred- credits. Are we going to win in the end? I don't know, Mef. What do you think? I'm flipping it this know. time. I don't
0: know. I, 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 you know, I can never really tell with this show. I can't tell.
1: I can't tell. Yeah, it's all a matter of perspective. It really is. It sometimes really is. the journey is the thing most needed.
0: Aw, uh, you know, sometimes the winning in the end is the thing we learn along the way.
1: Indeed. Indeed. We're not going to stop fighting. Sure. We're never we're never just gonna stop based fighting. Based on the the quandary of this question.
0: The quandary of this question. Are right. we gonna stop fighting? Nay. Right.
1: Are we gonna you know, are we gonna stop fighting Trump and DeSantis just because we're not sure if we're gonna win? Nay. Nay, we say.
0: <laughs> Nay we say. Let's and go so
1: back, let's go back to we, Bright Moon Base Camp.
0: To back to Camp Bright Moon. Yes. Which every time we see Camp Bright Moon, they're in the same like kind of cliffy canyony thing like I feel like this this is the same
1: tent formation
0: yeah like near this like weird like cliff thing like this like short cliff thing is like always
1: there I'm not totally understanding why they keep showing this base camp separate from Bright Moon other than the fact that it's like well it's season four we need some new scenery
0: yeah I don't get it either I'm glad that we're kind of in the same space on that one it was like maybe they just want to show off their fancy new tents
1: yeah yeah they have great
0: tents they do by have the great way tents.
1: i would not They're mind. like that's like really nice serious
0: yeah seriously like that is that is that is really nice yeah, glamping like, those tents
1: like are not going to be packed up you know for like a casual overnight hike those tents are going to be there no. for a while
0: they're going to be there for a while yeah
1: anyway and so so now we, we have glimmer camp. glimmer is yeah. pissed.
0: yeah she's 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 pissed she's gobsmacked she's yeah all sorts of things she's
1: distressed that you know she keeps sending her people on missions where they're getting hurt you know where it seems like they're being taken advantage of she does not like putting her friends in danger everyone's looking pretty beat up bo says no no they've never been better Then a trick arrow explodes green goo all over his face, and then he revises his statement and says that they have been slightly better.
0: Yeah, I mean, exploding goo arrows are never really a sign of doing great. Yeah,
1: and I mean, aside from that, everyone is pretty beat up.
0: Yeah, there you know, there's dings and bruises and they would know, there's the, the requisite sling and the, the yeah, patches, yeah, you yeah, know.
1: Yeah, like nobody showing- nobody's dying, but everyone's pretty beat up. You know, yeah. th- the outcome is not what they were expecting. Yeah. And Glimmer Contusions. is just very frustrated because she feels like no matter where she sends her peeps, the horde is always one step ahead of them, showing up to ruin their missions, and I'm just sitting here. Oof. You know, like that's really like she is feeling not only, not only is she feeling the FOMO, but she feels right. like she's putting people in danger and then she is not able to, you know, be in solidarity with them. She feels like she is, you know, not of her own intent, but she's putting people in danger that she is not sharing herself. And Wait, that like makes her feel even worse
0: right like that's like fomo plus like that's not like that's not coming at this from like i wish i was there but you know because of my own reasons it's guilt it's fomo plus guilt
1: it's fomo plus guilt which is a different kind of vibe yeah yeah, Yeah. she feels again like a real heavy yoke of responsibility these are her people absolutely and
0: she should be fighting for them because that's who she that's that's how she understands being a leader to be and exactly. as we kind of see later in the yes, episode yes. and
1: she is brand we're gonna new get that to part queening. yeah right she's trying to figure out what kind of queen she's gonna be yeah you know, and Adora tries to console her. She says, It's okay, everybody knows you're needed in Bright Moon.
0: Which is like maybe not the right thing to say. Yes.
1: Um, but they both have such sad faces and require big hugs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm. you know, that's just the vibe right now. Bo wants Our to know babies. like what the fuck is the plan gonna be now? He would never say fuck, but like you I know, know. He's just confused. Um, Swiftwind has a plan, and it's to get someone to say <laughs> Swiftwind. I,
0: I I even though I did not say Swiftwind as Swiftwind has asked, I'm always kind of saying it with my heart. Indeed. You know, yeah. Did somebody say And I like that he like pokes his head and he's like, it, it, so, hold on. Did somebody say ugh, yeah. hold
1: on, hang up and like
0: rips up the tent. Yeah, like, good yeah. job, buddy. He really
1: needs to make an entrance every time. <laughs> yep. Um, and nobody but, said Swiftwind. Yeah. Nobody said Swiftwind, but he did do a useful thing. Which is that he backtracked the path that the horde transport was on, and so we figured out where it came from. It came from the mountains on the far side of Bright Moon, right? And now Bo wants to investigate. Hmm, which is I think a that's a good idea thing to do. I think so. Yeah. And now we have our buddy General Juliet, uh pointing out that a small team would probably be best for this. Get in and out quickly before the horde even knows you're there. Don't make you know a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I would tend to agree with that.
0: I, I, I agree with that as well, though. Maybe Swiftwind not making a lot of noise is kind of, you know, antithetical, yeah, too. Yeah,
1: Swiftwind is not the best person for this. Just like um in the world of Legend of Korra, Milo is not your guy for a stealth mission because his farts are just too much of a wild card. It's true. And, they, you know, Swiftwind is too majestic to go undercover. It's too undercover. majestic. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Um, And I have a bullet here, even though it doesn't come up until later. I I was thinking about it here, um, about Double Trouble being embedded here as Flutterina. But once Double Trouble has snuck in to this group, if Flutterina is not in the room, Double Trouble could be masquerading as anyone at any time. Right. Like Double Trouble could be General Juliet right now. They aren't. Um, although we no, they, at the end of the scene, it turns out that Flutterina was spying at the door. <gasps> that's right. That's so, right. They aren't in so the scene. So they're, yeah. not, they're not General Juliet right now, although they, they do impersonate her later. But I was right. thinking about it during the scene. I was like, Double Trouble could literally be anyone at any time. Mm-hmm. They don't always yeah. have to commit to being only Flutterina. Right. That's part, that's of, correct. part of what makes them such a good spy.
0: Yes. Um yes. so you know
1: like no one knows if if double trouble's in the room ever.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Ooh that's so could We might
1: not even know. Like we don't know. Most we of do the time though. I think they go out of their way to try to show us when it's double trouble. Right. Ooh. But we might not always know. Hmm. Just a thought.
0: Jenny, I don't know if they do that to us. No, they
1: probably wouldn't, but it's fun for headcanon.
0: Oh, I do like that. Yeah. Okay. I do like that um anyway, yeah
1: glimmer hates to send her buddies back out there yep basically after you just got your asses kicked is the unsaid part of that sentence
0: right right and you know adora's like it. yeah they're totally up for it and especially
1: Natasha.
0: oh my god which ridiculous. is another
1: gayest moment
0: uh-huh. I love th- I also have this is gayest moment. Of
1: course. Of um, course you do. And
0: because I love competitive wives.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like, so cute. Like, obviously, Spinarella thinks it's cute. Yeah. It's part yeah. of Natasha's charm. Like, I don't think Spinnerella really is competitive. I just think she likes how it makes Natasha, So she gets into it because of that. I think she
0: is too. I definitely think they both are, but I think that they both are in a different way. I think I think Natasa's more like like a hard like i'm more competitive than you and is like okay dear you definitely are but like is like internally competitive do you know what i mean like i think it's like a hard soft competitive thing i think they're it the yin be. and yang of comp of competitive
1: yeah it could right? be i just they're, think that they're complimentary competitive yeah, wives and that i'm Spinarilla fucking here enjoys for it. it because it makes natasha so crazy yeah i, I think th- see i that's own, i do love that yeah though. i just think that on her own Spinnerella would not be competitive
0: I don't know. I I think she would find other ways to compete.
1: Are you competitive? Um, not intrinsically. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't think it's in my nature to be competitive. But if someone really wants to challenge me on something that I feel super confident about, I will dig in yeah but you know like i've never been big on sports or like things where scores kept you know like again right. like with my with my hippie independent schooling like you know we had grades but we didn't have rankings or gpas mm-hmm. because they didn't right. want to encourage us to feel like we were in competition with each other like right. you can all be equally awesome
2: Aww,
0: if you're I love all awesome
1: that. you can be awesome together
0: Right, but like if you're playing a board game, you're not like
1: a I'm not into board games. I'm not really into games like that. Um, Okay. You know, I mean, I feel like I'm like Spinnerella. Like I am not competitive on my own. I really don't care who wins in general. It doesn't, because to me, it doesn't really signify anything. It's not a real measure of talent or worth. But if someone else really is digging in and wants to be competitive and they happen to tap into something that I know I'm really good at or that I feel really confident about or I feel strongly about then they can bring it out of me and I feel like that's what's happening with these two like Spinarilla on her own doesn't care about competitive stuff Natasha on her own really does right you'll go to the mat for
0: it you'll be like oh fuck yeah I'll do this let's throw it out Yeah, the right issue if
1: someone someone says that they make the best you know baked goods and i taste your baked goods and i'm like dude your baked goods are not that great i make really good baked goods this is true i'll throw down on that
0: this is true uh dear listeners jenny can cook and bake like a (laughs) motherfucker it's it's this is no lie Is true this is no lie so Um,
1: but you know if you come up to me and say i bet i can get the ball in the hoop more times than you i'll be like yeah you probably can and i don't care yeah, that's true, because you called
0: it get the ball in the hoop.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> I don't like, care about I'm... things like that. It's so arbitrary. Right. Yeah, Yeah. I got you. I got you. So I okay. feel like maybe I'm projecting on Spinnerella. It's entirely possible. But so no, what I actually mean, happens fair. between them here, do you want to describe this little scene, this adorable competitive scene? Oh, no, no, please do. Okay. You, yeah. So what happens here is basically um, everybody's ready to go back out, especially to Tassa, even though she's kind of hurt. And so Spinnerella's like, Dear, you know, your arm, like you're hurt. Don't be a dumbass, basically, is the undertone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is yeah. like, Oh, nice try. Like, yeah, Spinarella doesn't <laughs> want me to go back out because she refuses to accept that I'm winning, basically. Yeah, she's I like, love oh, that. I busted two more busts than she did, so I'm winning. And Spinarella says, There's nothing to win. Like, <laughs> she's yeah, like, Oh, come yeah. on. Like, you dumbass, but I love you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I love that. And it's so cute. I love that. And, and yeah, a very absolutely. It's gayest moment.
1: Absolutely. Like my dumbass competitive wife. What will I do I, with her?
0: <laughs> I know. Exactly. My dumbass wife. I love her. And they're just, they're such good role models for our little, our babies. They are. Our little baby gays. They are. They're they
1: such are. Such good lesbian aunties. They are the best lesbian aunties. You know, like Aww. they know how to keep it fresh and have a good time. At the end of the day, they know what really matters. Like they exactly. don't say anything about their relationship.
0: Nope. Nope, they don't. Even their even their competition,
1: right? So we think it's cute, but Adora does not think it's that cute, and suggests that maybe they should move this convo to the war room. <laughs>
0: right? It's like, okay, guys, seriously,
1: <laughs> yeah, which, we need to do some uh, this fighting. Is the point in my notes, where I was like, yeah, why are they just hanging out in all these tents? But we already discussed that. Right. New season, so, so, new scenery. So they're so they're in the war room now. Yeah, so that's when they walk out, and Glimmer bumps into Floaterina like the second she walks out of the tent. So that's when I was like, okay, I guess Double Trouble wasn't impersonating anyone in that room because here's Flutterina, you know, just listening at the door. (laughs) Um, And so Flutterina again, you know, slowly sowing the seeds of discontent. (gasps) Oh, you guys are going on a mission. Can I come? Wait, I have a question. Yeah. So can
0: Flutterina turn into Swiftwind?
1: I would assume that Flutterina, that Double Trouble could turn into anyone. Er,
0: Excuse me, Double Trouble. but. We've only seen Double Trouble turn into bipeds.
1: That's true, but I mean, I wouldn't automatically assume that Double Trouble would be limited to only being able to turn into bipeds. I would assume that Double Trouble could turn, we've seen Double Trouble turn into people who are much smaller than they are. Sure, sure, but. It's much smaller than Double Trouble, so I would assume that Double Trouble, I mean, you know, four appendages are four appendages. That's true. So That's I would true. Flutterina... That double trouble could turn into Swiftwind if they wanted to. Uh, Flutterina does
0: have wings. Yeah. Which okay.
1: Okay. But that I, makes I, sense. I I'm not backing that up with any hard data, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm thinking like,
0: can 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 they like turn into like Flutterina with functioning wings and then can they turn into Swiftwind with fl- functioning wings and well, we like we
1: don't have any conclusive proof that Flutterina's wings are functioning. That's true. They could just be decorative. They could just be decorative, vestigial, as it were.
0: Oh, I love vestigial wings. Right, kind of like glimmers. Well, the glimmers are well, more glimmer like little tattoos. Really have wings.
1: Yeah, she's I got don't... like little wing tattoos. Well, like, they could be tattoos, or they could just be. I don't know, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because it's
1: like it's I, like I always assume this is my personal headcanon that Glimmer being half immortal, that one day, perhaps a hundred years from now, Glimmer's little wing tattoos will eventually sprout out of her back and become actual wings.
0: Yeah, no, same. I also subscribe to this this headcanon of oh, yours. Cool. Yeah, no, it makes sense. They're yeah. like little winglet like yeah, tattoo yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Eventually she will have fully fledged wings that will function. Right. Right. But, you know, and her lifespan, she's not immortal, but she's going to have, like, a wicked long life. <laughs> Maybe she'll have yeah. to be, like, a thousand or something. Right, right. Who knows? Anyway. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Anyway, that so was just something Florina, I was thinking about. So you know, sort of digs into Glimmer's f- feelings of guilt and FOMO confusion by, you know, getting excited about the mission. Oh, can mm-hmm. I come? You guys are going... Can I come along? And Glimmer's like, oh, not this time. And not all of us are going, looking even more downtrodden than before.
0: (sighs) And then Flutterina, of course. Flutterina, who's not double trouble. Looking pretty crafty. Yep, picks up on this, of course. Yes,
1: yes. Crafty, crafty, little Mm, bubbly pink princess. Rebel soldier Flutterina's ready. yeah. Yeah, big salute. Big salute. So off they go. So now our next scene I have as Woods Knight. A hooded flutterina scampers away looking wicked suspicious.
0: Wicked suspicious. Agreed. Wicked suspicious.
1: She approaches a, a a sheltered cove of trees, but just as she's about to enter, Catra drops down. Love it. It's I love sinister, this like but don't forget kids they're on the same side. I love this like sneaky little like their spies
0: moment it's great.
1: Yeah, like the little misdirect like oh no, oh wait. No, it's okay. They're on the same side.
0: It's okay. They're little like spy meeting of spies. You're expecting them to like have their own special code words like is the chicken blue only yes. on the full moon, you know? <laughs> and then they and then they pass their little microfiche or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Sounds fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's very fun. They are having so much fun together in this episode. I mean, no one's having more fun than Double Trouble. um, But but no one ever has more fun than Double Trouble. Is always having fun. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think. That's what it means to be a chaotic neutral. Yeah, you're always you're like mischief. Oh yay! I don't you know like it's great. What happens? I'm just here to have fun. I'm just here to have fun, sowing seeds and whatnot. Yeah, Double Trouble does help Catra. Um, particularly in parts of this episode, have some levity that she would otherwise yeah. not have at all.
0: And has not had in a really long yes,
1: time. Yes, yes, So
0: that's really, that's really nice. Yeah, we do so love double trouble do, for that. We
1: do love that. Um, Catra says, I can't get over how ridiculous you look, Flutterina.
0: I know, it's great. It's great. And the, <laughs> the response to this is like, what sort of character would the princesses trust? Something tooth achingly cute and pink. And yes. I just, I love that.
1: Yes. And then <laughs> I love this little exchange they have because Double Trouble is really getting into stride at this point. Mm-hmm. And then it came to me, Flutterina, a role for the ages. And like, before they can even finish that sentence, like they're really, you know, getting into their stride. Catra's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, great, whatever. I yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just, just
0: hand get, wave. Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: what's the news? Yeah. Um, and so I have this as a gayest moment.
0: Oh because... yeah. Double trouble.
1: Okay. I want to hear
0: this because I have a similar. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay. D- okay.
1: So I have this as a gayest moment because they are both just so wholeheartedly embodying and exuding the particular kind of queer archetype that they both are. Yes. Like, On the one hand, we have angry revenge lesbian. Uh huh. And on the other hand, we have chaotic neutral theater queer happily sewing drama.
0: Yes, I have that as well. <laughs> I'm so glad you I that literally you're have that. You yes, literally not- have
1: that? Well, not the exact wording, but I'm like, yes.
0: mean, mean lesbian and drama queen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like they're just yeah.
1: both doing their, they're both spinning their queer wheels. Yeah, Like, and w- in, they're doing this, like, parallel play kind of thing, almost.
0: Yeah, and you know what? We love queer unity here on Hey Adora. We sure so, do. So, you know, we love to see when queers play nice together.
1: Yes, and it just, it works so well in a Always very particular does. way. Yep. that is it's just so fucking gay.
0: Yep, we love it. It's so fucking gay.
1: <laughs> like, if you want to know,
0: like, other ways that the show is so fucking gay, uh, you know, this is, like number like 6200 not only is everything gay but like this particular kind of like interaction between like these two buddies yeah like these two are buddies and in like gay spaces these two are also buddies and if you're having a show that is archetype yeah and if you're having a show that is written by like non-queer people they'll maybe overlook the fact that these two would be buddies but when queer people write a show they know that these two are buddies oh yeah Oh yeah. They're like, <laughs> they're like, we made a gay show for gays, and here you go. Here yes. are your two friends.
1: You are two of an <laughs> infinite number of gay flavors. Yep, and here you
0: go, and you know they're friends because you're sitting next to them on the couch watching this with them. Yes,
1: exactly. So there you, you know. go. Exactly.
0: <laughs> it's like, full
1: circle. It's being Like pass the popcorn,
0: mm-hmm. drama queen, yes. Meme lesbian is on the other side of you, <laughs> like
1: being like, "Fuck you, I don't do that." Oh well, I don't do that. Whatever. Oh, she's such a
0: bitch. Yeah. You know, like love them. Thank you. The show's like, so gay. Sit I down, love it, honey.
1: Pass the popcorn. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Love it. So gay.
1: <laughs> oh. Anyway, so they walk together into the little hidden horde outpost. In this,
0: like, suggestive, more suggestive caves, more curtains. Love this show.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. Love yeah. this show. It's not subtle.
0: Not subtle. This show is not subtle.
1: Um. And Double Trouble gives us some exposition on what yep. we already saw. Your team did quite a number on the rebels. They came limping back in so despondent, such emotion. Oh, it was breathtaking. <laughs>
0: Drama Queen. Love it. Love, love to see
1: it. it. Love to see yeah. it. So Double Trouble is in a super good mood, but Katra uh-huh. is not that impressed because the Rebels still got away. She wants some immediate results. Which is interesting
0: because Katra understands a long game.
1: Normally she does.
0: But now she's kind of like, you know, yeah. she's 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 champing at the bit. She's yeah. a little itchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
1: Right now she's not in the best headspace. Double Trouble has to remind her that espionage is a long game, and they call her Kitten,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which oh, I love which I also that. love. Double Trouble's
1: special nickname for Katra is Kitten.
0: I love that. I I have I there was a friend of mine in college, you know, close friend, totally platonic. My nickname for her was Kitten. It's
1: adorable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and clearly this is totally platonic, and it still yeah. works. Yeah, it's great. Um, and so Double Trouble tries to cheer Catra up a bunch of ways. Starts out by impersonating Angry Glimmer.
0: Oh my god, it's so good. So I love fun. this. I love this string of impersonations because they're so goofy.
1: <laughs> angry Sparkle Growl! Love it. <laughs> and Katra has no reaction to that and just asks about Shira, surprising mm-hmm. no one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And that's when Double Trouble says so serious. Remember, this is supposed to be fun.
0: You know, and Catra's, you know, angry lesbian. This is supposed to be war.
1: And Double Trouble says, No reason it can't be both. Love it. Love and it. Catra's love for the game. Response to that is an angry grunt and an ear flick. <laughs> I know, it's great. She's like, this is like not nope
0: Nope, your angry lesbian friend, once yep, again. Yep,
1: yep, yep. So, okay, double trouble pouts, all business, no fun which is, you know, we just love to see it. We uh, do love to you know, see it. They answer her questions, you know, exposition, exposition. She was putting mm-hmm. together a team to track down Hordak's new weapon. And Katra finally has a tone shift here. She says mm-hmm. she was not going to find anything. And all of a sudden she gets all smug and cocky, but they'll all see the weapon when the time comes. Ooh. And she walks out. And then Double Trouble is just so titillated, full of Ooh. game theater excitement. Ooh, <laughs> I know. Foreshadowing. Love this.
0: Love it. I love that scene. I love the two of them together. I love the I, two of them together, too. I love the two of them together. And, and yeah. I love when the love show
1: it. plays with just being ridiculously meta. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: let's have oh, yeah. the
1: characters discuss. Yeah, yeah. And then that's the like. What the scene <laughs> is doing.
0: Yeah. And that total like lampshade, like lampshade hanging of like, ooh,
1: foreshadowing, bonk, bonk. Like that's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah. And actually I had, this is definitely too small to be considered a Professor smart brain. I think this is more of like, let's define our terms kind of moment. Sure. Because we've never actually defined what is metatextuality. Oh, Even though yeah. We let's do bring it. it. up Kind of a lot.
0: We kind of do, but we've think,
1: never actually defined it. I think You're plenty right. Plenty of people either know what it means or can infer based on context clues because it's not, you know, it's not such a crazy concept. But I think that we should at least define it. Right. Um, I agree. Yeah. So. On a most basic level, what we mean when we say something is meta, meta is short for metatextual, we are saying that the text is being self-referential or self-aware. A more technical definition would be metatextuality is a form of intertextual discourse in which one text makes critical commentary on itself or another text. So in this instance, we have Double Trouble announcing that Catra's line is foreshadowing. Right, That is meta, because you right. literally have a character in the story telling us about the progression of the story. Right. And that's why jokes are funny.
0: And that is why jokes are funny. Yes, right? exactly. So like,
1: there's yep. plenty of examples... Like um, in the Scream movies, you know, the characters are aware that they're living through a horror movie trope. Or Also the movie... Scream
0: movies themselves, like just yeah, the whole like ass movie. A yeah. movie
1: that takes place on a movie set, you know, a movie about a movie, a right. play about a play. All, you know, those are all examples of things that are meta. And there are an infinite number of examples, I'm sure, that people could come up with. But that's, you know, it's a fairly basic concept but I just mm-hmm. thought that we mm-hmm. could mm-hmm. pause for a moment and actually say what we mean. <laughs> Love it. Thank you, Jenny. No problem.
0: I appreciate that.
1: Sure. I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you too, my dude. Yeah. Shall we move on to Bright Moon?
0: Let's move on to Bright Moon where Glimmer's having a grand old time. Oh, yeah. She's bouncing about. She's breaking shit.
1: She, She's She just loves. Oh, you s- skipped ahead a little bit. Oh, I'm just, uh, okay. Um, because well, before that, she has to watch the gang leave for their mission. Oh, yeah, okay. And she's very, very melancholy. Yes. Watching okay. her people leave again on a mission that she has to send them on. And she is, again, not sure it's going to be successful, not sure her friends are going to be okay. And then after they leave, she kind of looks around makes make sure she's alone and then take it away, Meth.
0: Oh, and then she's like, you know, bamfing everywhere. She's like, she's blown off steam, right? Yes, like she's, yes, she's, she's blown off steam. With her she's, yeah, yeah. She's, she's getting in, she's getting in her body and letting her, she's letting her stress out, like physically. Yeah. She's, she's also like having fun with it. She's yeah, breaking yeah. stuff. She's bamfing about, mm-hmm. laughing, mm-hmm. just having a grand old time kind breaking shit. Kind of
1: similar to in a one-person way, what we saw her doing with her mom in the Alternative Universe episode. We saw her and Angela bamfing around the garden together. This is sort of like a one-person version of that.
0: Yes, I I, I noticed that as well. Just sort of
1: romping around, like you said, getting into her body, Mm -hmm. letting off steam. Only Um, she
0: breaks more stuff in this, though.
1: Yes. But... It's a little creepy because someone is actually watching. She's not as alone as she thought she was.
0: <sighs> no, nope, we have Shadow Weaver being creepy Shadow Weaver. Of course. Who is impressed with this outpouring of, of physical power it's because like, that's what fucking Shadow Weaver does, yeah, right? Like, oh,
1: you think someone's magical power is impressive? What a shock.
0: <laughs> what a shock. Oh. Yes, don't and- mind
1: her. She's just tending her creepy dark magic garden.
0: Okay, but to be real though, witch gardens are the shit though.
1: Of course, of course. Like, I I got a witch garden. It's the shit. Yeah. Like, but but it's a little heavy handed as a metaphor. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's not actually surprising as the way everyone everyone acts surprised when they see Shadow Weaver gardening. Yeah, it's like, dude, she's. It doesn't seem like something that an evil person would do. Right, but she's a witch.
0: Like, this is what witches do. Witches have gardens. Also, this is what she does. She cultivates. Yes, exactly. Exactly, like that's that's her whole thing, right? Yes. So, and
1: Lorraine Toussaint just absolutely destroys <sighs> this line. Destroys it's such a simple it. line when Glimmer's like, "Oh, you're gardening." Shadow Weaver says, "One must keep oneself occupied." That's so good, and like, I mean, I cannot do it justice the way yeah. Lorraine Toussaint does it. It's just that one tiny line, but she just fills you with dread. You're like, "Oh my god, what are you gonna do?" You're so yeah, scary. she fucking she fucking destroys it. It's awesome. Um, So, Glimmer seems a little shook, even before Mm -hmm. Shadow Weaver brings up Micah. Mm -hmm. Specifically, she flatters Glimmer as the fact that you're Micah's daughter, you know, Mm -hmm. you were so powerful, and Glimmer takes it the wrong way. Right. You know, she's like, I get it. I'm the daughter of an angelic being and a powerful sorcerer, and I'll never be as good as either of them. Right. And... (sighs) And, of course, Shadow Weaver turns it around... in this this very (laughs) tantalizing way. Oh, that's true. You'll be better.
0: Mm, Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Some more classic narcissist, you know, narcissist techniques, too, here, right? Like, you know, that combines, like, you will be better and I will make you better, right? Right. right. they have this ominous
1: conversation set to the oh-so-subtle backdrop of Shadow Weaver pruning her dark garden
0: uh-huh literally no, no. pruning dark roses right, right like
1: right. it's not fucking subtle it's not subtle right while telling glimmer things like i've been watching you mm-hmm. all of your power is wasted if you don't use it mm-hmm. you must decide for yourself what kind of queen you're gonna be as she puts a rose behind glimmer's ear oh and she does the shadow weaver face touch of manipulation yeah, so creepy Uh, Um, But, you know, Glimmer does not respond to that type of heavy-handed manipulation because she recognizes it. Right. She grabs that rose that Shadow Weaver just basically planted. It's like, you Uh can't plant your shit on me. I am not your garden. Right. She grabs the rose, she crushes it, and she says, and I've decided, I'm a queen who doesn't take advice from prisoners. And she poops away. I love that. So we love this for Glimmer we love this for Glimmer. Job, Glimmer. Unfortunately, job, Glimmer. it doesn't last, but in this moment, it's good.
0: You're a boss.
1: Yes. So now we are
0: back to the hunt. Yes.
1: Back on the mission with our buddies who are all flying on Swifty's back past some mountains. Yep. Or actually, Bo and Adora are flying on Swifty's back because um, Spinny and Atossa have their own method of travel. I know but wind bending or tornado I bending. Loved, I love this. I, yeah, aww, it's I love that. It's very
0: cute. It is it's very cute, but not air bending. No, it's like it's it's wind like torn. It's it's wind bending. It's yeah. different. Yeah,
1: it's a subtle it's, difference, it's very, but it's different. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's only it's only for like major tornado uses. Right. I don't think and I, she can just sort of float around like Ang.
0: Yeah, and and there's the great little you know the great. This is also kind of a meta joke. Um. The just for the record, I'm being way quieter than you. Oh my I god, love, I yep. love the joke of somebody talking saying they're quieter than you. Yes. Like, yes. Um.
1: Yeah, and I yeah. have a I have a sub bullet there saying honestly at this point I really think that this level of competitiveness is just how Natasha gets in the mood for sexy times.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. At it's this like, point, it's like they're just yeah.
1: They're just racking it's up like, points so they can. They're look just at the racking board later up points. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Like, Look it's at like all well, points we,
1: we have on the board.
0: It's like well, you know, in down times they gay wrestle, but you know, since yeah. it's you know, since they're actually you know beating up robots, they just have to rack up points. Right, the two right. Of them, so. so
1: speaking of robots, robots, there's robots. more robots. Times, oh, it's an ambush. Times for another uh, ambush.
0: Times for another robots ambush, and this is a uh, this is a different kind of one. This is a different kind of one. This one is big.
1: First it just and, drills itself into the ground and does nothing
0: And it does nothing So I have a mini Professor Smart Brain moment Sure here. Um, So this is uh, another kind of Messy foray into uh, The sciences um, So this is my Professor Smart Brain moment On a phage
1: I I don't know what that is.
0: (laughs) Why? That's what I'm going to tell you. So this is a mini Professor Smart Brain Moment because I'm going to do a really high level because as we may have known from my other Professor Smart Brain Moments, I am not a scientist. I... And, you know... What? I know! And uh, I'm not a virologist, so we're not going to get into... You know, the deep, so the, the, the big deep depths on this one, but this looks like a phage or bacteriophage, which is a type of virus that infects bacteria. Oh, so you're saying so the drill
1: bot looks like one the of The drill
0: bot looks like that. Okay. So it's a type of virus that infects and replicates within a bacteria. Um, So what it does is it actually like, it looks, it, and it looks like that. It has like kind of the, the, the head mm-hmm. and then like the little, like like legs like that and what it does, and does is it, have, it like a spike in the bottom it spikes and what it does is it just goes conk and it puts its little drill in and then it in- injects rna into a bacteria
2: Interesting. and
0: it like eats it wow H- hence the phage that's wild. So that is my very many Professor Smart Brain moment on bacteriophages or just phages.
1: Wow. I wonder <laughs> so, if yeah. that was in any way an inspiration for the visual design of those bots or if it's just a I coincidence. Mean,
0: it probably is. I mean, it's a pretty like, it's a pretty ubiquitous kind of design thing, which like let's make something look kind of vaguely bacterial or viral. That like is kind of one that it looks like, you know. Yeah. So there we go. Wild.
1: Minius Professor Smart Brain Moment. Fage. That is some juicy knowledge. Thank you. Anyway, our buddies are pretty confused when this bot just like drills itself into the ground and then does nothing. But. It
0: doesn't do nothing.
1: Adora's like, is this a new weapon? And Swiftwind <laughs> yeah. says it's not very big or a movie. It's that all there is. And then yeah. you so know Bo does something that probably was not the smartest thing to do and gets super close to it to examine it as it massively explodes. Yeah. Or like and then surges. We... It's
0: like a uh, or pulses. Some
1: pulses. It's yes, it's exactly it's ah. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: And then we have a sonic boom, and then uh, and then we kind of have so we have like the sound barrier breaking type right. of and thing. And
1: Tassa again tries to protect them from the worst of this blast mm-hmm. with a net, but um, Bo is, is way too close. Bo is way too close. Um, and they do a really good job um, representing the effects of this blast. Mm-hmm. Um, there's you know this overwhelming kind of reverb.
2: Mm -hmm. everything goes Mm -hmm. black
1: and then we are with adora with like a pov shot as she's waking up um we show you know everything's kind of fuzzy as she wakes up everything is sort of too bright and out of focus and sound is distorted kind of like underwater like you really have a strong sense of coming back to consciousness after an overwhelming blast
0: uh-huh. Yeah, it was done really, really they well. They
1: do a really good job with that.
0: Yeah. The sound design in this part is is per- done particularly yes. well.
1: Yes, it's masterful. Yeah. Um and then as the effects of that wear off, we see that she's lying on her back on the forest floor surrounded by destroyed trees and there's bits of burning ash from the wreckage drifting through the air like snow. Like they really it's- paint the scene here.
0: Of yeah, it's what a, really what a powerful fucked. blast. This was. Yeah, and Bo
1: is. And she sits up, and she sees Bo lying unconscious by the blast site.
0: Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. This is very bad, and so we need, we need our big healing moment.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: We have our big healing moment.
1: Yep. Because if really we didn't, why she waited until they got back to Brightmoon Moon to do the healing?
0: Yeah, I don't get that either, but but you know, he's not you dead. Know, he's not dead and but he's also in bad shape. Yeah, yeah. So we, Adora Even does the, the healing th-
1: was not 100%. Yeah.
0: yeah, so Adora does the the big healing, the big She-Ra healing Just thing back and this is this is a new back scene. Back in Bright Moon. Yes. Yeah, so then they, you know, and then we have the 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 uh,
1: Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. music which she pulls uh, out the sword of protection and does her avatar healing thing does her avatar healing which thing she and getting really good at she has a lot she more control is now. and it's
0: awesome but
1: like bo's
0: jacked up to the point where like it saved his life but that's pretty much where yeah, he's he, at he like rest. Um, yeah and there's
1: a cute moment <laughs> where he wakes up and says very croakily did we win And Glimmer just bursts into tears and hugs him, probably too tight, but you know Mm -hmm. she's just so relieved.
3: And then,
1: as she's hugging him and crying, he says, "I feel like we didn't win." I know. So that's cute.
0: Oh. And you know, Glimmer is like, "Why isn't he okay?" Like, and we're all like, "Yeah, we get it. Why isn't he okay?" But also, like, that's the type of reaction you're, you know, like. When you go to the doctor and you're like, oh, good, they're awake. Why aren't they okay? Like, after like like, a car crash or something. Yeah. As
1: okay as the healing can make him. Right. Yeah. Like, she can heal, but, you know, like, (laughs) she's not a a god. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a miracle.
0: It's like, it's not a, yeah. Saving his
1: life, but he still needs to rest.
0: But he still needs to Um, rest. And
1: so this is when General Double Trouble um, inserts some more mischief into this. Uh, situation, because Glimmer in this moment says, "You know, I can't keep sending my friends into ambushes. How does the horde know our every move?" And so General Juliet, or so we think, suggests that maybe they're tracking Shira.
2: Which oh. that's when that's when the suggestion
1: comes in, oh. and Glimmer gloms onto that right away. Which I don't even think makes sense because, like, if they were tracking Shira, like, why would that suddenly be a thing? Like. Sheer has been with them since know. the beginning. So, but Glimmer globs onto that and she says, mm. oh, well, that would explain how they always know where you are. Um, right. And they go through the rest of the episode and for several episodes following, I believe, assuming that that's what's happening. Right. Um, yeah. And then I think it's like after the end of that scene, we see Double Trouble's eyes flash as Juliet walks away. So we know that that was Double Trouble suggesting yes. that. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I don't understand why everyone else goes along with that suggestion so easily.
0: Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, Adora's easy to like, of goes along it with it sense really that Adora easily.
2: Would assume Sure. That,
0: but like, Glimmer going along yeah. with it pretty. I don't know.
1: But, you know, we have to accept it. Yeah. For yeah. the sake of well, the plot. Right. So, and. Um, and of course, you know, Adora would rather risk her own safety than anyone else's. Yeah, and so you know- So she announces that she's going to go back and destroy the bot rather than risk anyone else, conveniently in front of our friend, who may or may not be General Juliet. Ooh. It's not. Mm. It's- uh, What? Yes. No. Because that's the last thing we see at the end of that scene is General Juliet leaving the room, flashing- Flashing those
0: green eyes that we know so well. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think another thing that I really want to point out before we kind of jump from the scene mm-hmm. is that we have Adora doing her Adora thing, saying, it's my fault. And we have Glimmer saying, no, this is Catra's fault. And yes. so we know that Glimmer is out for blood and Glimmer's out to kick some Catra ass. Not some Horde ass, but some Catra ass. That's a very good point. And that's going to be so satisfying, Yep. I love when that happens. Yep. Definitely. So, yeah. So we got
1: we got some fun coming up. Definitely a good point. Let's mosey on back to that horde outpost.
0: Let's do that. Oh wait, but why but why is Bo talking to Katra? What? What? G-
1: Catra, I knew you were behind this. Yeah, my what? note my first <laughs> note here is that double trouble is having so much fun. Being Bo now, just living their best chaotic neutral theater queer life. I love this. It got me the abs, the most vulnerable part of the body. I refuse to cover because I don't own real shirts. Yep, you know, they're having. I the love time that. Their life, and I'm assuming they're in Flutterina's That they're yeah, in Flutterina's room, Flutterina's tent. That's the only place that Double Trouble could have the privacy. And to Flutterina's do this. tent has a poster of Shira. I mean, of course. <laughs> I love that. Of course. It has to be believable as like Flutterina's yeah. tent cuz right, other but people I'm like, uh, could come in there.
0: Sure, but I love that there's just like a poster of she there. Yeah, like that yeah, just that just yeah, it yeah. just tickled my fancy.
1: Yeah, I feel like Double Trouble is also in there like as a stage manager being like, "Okay, this is the set of Flutterina's room. How are we going to do the I... set decor of Flutterina's room?" Right. To right, make like it exactly, be the best like the Flutterina's room set that it could be. How are we going to dress this, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh, when I was in grade and i was the stage manager for west side story for our spring musical um and our music teacher took me to get you know props and stage setting stuff and one of the things i got was this um old timey winston cigarette poster and i was so proud i was like this is super vintage that's pretty cool yeah and so i hung it up and then (laughs) Our college guidance counselor, who was wicked old um, and was very sweet, gay mm-hmm. man who I had a good relationship with. But like the night before opening night, he came up to me and said, oh, I hate to tell you this, but, you know, Westhead Story came out in whatever, 1958 and Winston Cigarettes didn't come out until 1959. <laughs> and I oh, looked at man. him and I was like, you know what, if anyone else notices <laughs> that, I'll buy them a slushie. <laughs> wow I, was like, I really don't think anyone else is gonna notice that <laughs> damn damn it wasn't like oh you can't have cigarettes it was
0: like you were a year off yeah i
1: was like this is an anachronism <laughs> Uh,
0: an anachronism by, by a year. year?
1: Yeah. Oh, it can't even be like
0: Winston cigarettes are coming either. It was just yeah,
1: no. Like- I mean, the poster was what it was. Damn. Oh man, that's
0: that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I fucking love that. Yeah,
1: I, I was I was tickled and also annoyed. I was like, I'm not. Yeah. I'm sorry, but no. You're
0: like, no, fuck that. that. But also, that's awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other reason I probably remember that moment so vividly is because the girl I had a huge crush on was there when i had this exchange and when i gave <laughs> my salty little comeback when i was like well if anyone else notices that i'll buy them a slushie she laughed and i was like oh Aww. yeah i'm funny and smart I'm funny yeah my girl <laughs> girls like me oh. i'm
0: cool anyway yeah so set i love it design set design yes. love it double trouble
1: so. has all sewed up oh yeah Girl, get it. Yes, so, doing so we... hilarious takes. I love all this of the rebellion characters. Yep, and if then of only... course it descends into just having the characters like running across the screen, calling each other's names, and then first it's Bo yelling Glimmer and Glimmer yelling Bo, and then Shira just jumps in and goes Shira.
0: I love that, and and of course, Katra says this the thing that we all say to Netflix: yes. "Show me Shiro yes. again."
1: And so finally, Katra is having a good time, like a fully good time, and enjoying herself. And Stubble Trouble's like,
0: "There it is!" And yeah. you like, "Oh!" Yeah. And we all know when the drama queen gets the mean lesbian to smile, and everyone in the room goes. Aww. Yes, and all is right with the universe. And all is right with the queer universe. For a moment. But yeah, talk about For meta. a moment. I know. Show me she again. Show me She-Ra again. But, yeah, right. You know, the
1: moment that launched a thousand memes.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, definitely. So Ed. obviously that's the gayest
1: moment. hmm That we Aww, all loved. Definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um. You know, we all love seeing Katra genuinely having fun for we a do. moment. We do. And so is double trouble. Yeah, you know. Um, But Katra also is like a pouty child who stops Mm -hmm. having fun the second anyone calls attention to the fact that she's having fun. Oh yeah. Like as soon as Double Trouble's like, oh there it is, that pisses her off. And she's like, No, no, no. I don't I no, I
0: don't have fun. Yes,
1: yes. But then Double Uh, Trouble cheers her again by telling her that she was going back out to destroy the bot that hurt her friend. So now they have another chance to kick her ass. Yay! More gay banter, gay banter yay i love that so yeah yes Aww, yes, yes and yeah.
0: i love this i knew there was a reason i liked you and yes. like oh, double trouble there's a reason i like you and that's because you also like to see catra happy yeah i like to see catra happy
1: i mean i agree we're all on board the happy catcher train we just like to see catra happy we do that's true Unfortunately, now we have to go back to the dark garden with Shadow Weaver.
0: (sighs) Okay, fine. So, Shadow Weaver is humming along in her garden, pruning, clipping, making her things for her evil spells and teas and whatnot. Yes. And Glimmer comes in.
1: Mm hmm
0: And... It's like, and okay. she
1: dismisses the guards so she can have she does. alone time with evil mom.
0: I don't like this. No, no. I don't like it, Jenny. I don't like it.
1: I don't either. I but, you don't know, like Glimmer it. Glimmer has to test her strength and make some moves. She does. I mean, I don't like it, but I understand. Sure, um, me too. Glimmer is working as hard as she possibly can to be the boss right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. She yeah. says, she starts out saying I need, and then she immediately is back she's like no no back that up the queen demands your help
0: yep and shadow weaver is you know shadow weaver knew this was coming hmm like, like of
1: course she does yeah of yeah. course yeah. yeah and the way shadow weaver responds to glimmer when she says i see mm-hmm. it sounds to me like she's talking to a toddler who just learned their abcs uh-huh she's
0: uh, like, i know you know
1: I know it's so
0: it is that's like and or it's like the yes now you've come back not the crawling back type of I see but the like yes I knew you would be here yes, yes like she knew and she knew, right like
1: yeah yeah yes. it's just
0: uh, it's gross whatever but she just laid a little
1: trail of Reese's pieces and now you have followed them as she knew that you would <laughs> because who would not follow a delicious trail of Reese's pieces
0: I mean I I can't because I'm allergic to peanut butter right. but unless, I did love them
1: allergic I did love follow. them when I could. Yes, yes.
0: They were, they are delicious. Yes.
1: But, you know, she knew this would happen. Here we are. And again, as we're watching the extremely subtle visual metaphor of Shadow Weaver pruning her <laughs> evil garden and chopping the heads off flowers. What are you love trying it. to say, writers?
0: I know, right? Yeah. But so uh, so Glimmer comes in and, you know, once again, we're on a Catra revenge tip right now. We're like, you know, Catra, she's been two steps ahead of us the whole time. Show me to think like she does so I can figure out the next move. Yeah. And then, you know.
1: Yeah. She just wants Shadow Weaver to help her get in Catra's head so they can finally get one up on the Horde.
0: So who knows how to get in Catra's head more than Shadow Weaver besides, like, you know, Adora. Yeah,
1: yeah. But honestly, like, Adora is the one who is always being manipulated by Catra. So I feel like Shadow Weaver is better than Adora.
0: Right, because Glimmer's not trying to, like... Yeah, Glimmer's not trying to, like... Be pals with Katra, yeah, or like to
1: win Catra's love.
0: <laughs> she's trying to like beat the crap out of Katra, yeah, or yeah. capture Katra, or you
1: know, yeah, she's trying to defeat military Strategy, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but Shadow Weaver rejects Glimmer's basic premise here. She says, "You do not, you don't need to think like Katra." She wants Glimmer to tap into her own big powers, right? With Shadow Weaver as her mentor, of course.
0: Right. And of course we're doing Shadow Weaver's favorite thing right now, which is turning her mentees against each other and turning people against Catra.
1: Right. Which are um, like her two favorite things to do. Yeah, of course, of course. This is yeah. her jam. Um, yeah. so Glimmer is hypothetically willing to entertain the suggestion. Hypothetically, in the sense that she's curious about herself yeah, and her powers. Sure. And Shadow Weaver is the only one who can answer her questions about this yeah. stuff right now. Sure. And so she just you know, wants just- to know like what would that look like? just asking questions you just know, trying like, to figure that out it's, it's natural for her to have this curiosity
0: absolutely
1: absolutely so shadow weaver says magic of course you mean magic i do math i do Aww, but I, hey. I think that shadow weaver might secretly mean dumb <laughs> magic You're right, Shadow Weaver does mean that. Um, But Glimmer, of course, does not mean that. No. Um, So Shadow Weaver suggests a locator spell, which seems to be like a basic something that every young sorcerer should know. And she starts grabbing some bits, grabbing some necessary bits from the plants around the garden. Sure. And Glimmer, seeming shocked and outraged, says, you've been growing magical plants this whole time. And then there's a hard beat and a major tone shift to suddenly, she- begrudgingly curious, what do these do? And it's, it's a like, very funny moment.
0: It's like, those are daisies. Yeah. I find them cheerful.
1: But I just find that such a funny moment. Yeah. Oh, you've been doing this all time. What do these do? Like, I'm mad. Well, I guess I'm not that mad because now I want to know.
0: Also, like, any plant is a magical plant, but, like, we're not even going to get into right, that shit. Right,
1: But, you know, she's just so thirsty for this knowledge. Right, you know, right, like right. She's never been trained in her sorcerer half right yeah you know she's never been able to ask her dad about her magical powers Mm
3: -hmm. and this is
1: someone who really knows that side of her knew her dad and you know whether or not she's a trustworthy person has this information that glimmer really wants right exactly about about her about herself exactly so after we have this little funny beat about the daisies Um, Glimmer makes a funny face about like, don't fuck with me about these fucking daisies, but Mm -hmm. she does give her consent to do this work, um, and she has to give her consent because the final ingredient in this spell has to be added by her, the spellcaster. Okay, but what is
0: that? That's just I, some, I was little, like, some little bi- magical
1: uh, liquid in magic, a little magical vial. F- like fairy dust or some shit? Like, yes, I have it's no fucking dust. idea. Yeah, all it, right, cool. It it's fairy seem, dust. It doesn't seem to be anything sinister. Okay. It's some sure. glowing stuff. Glowing stuff. Shadow it's... Weaver holds it out to her. Yeah. And Glimmer takes it. And that is consent. And she pours it yep. in. And the shit starts to glow. Yeah. And Glimmer is awed right away. She says, Did I do that? Which. Wow! Not in the voice of Steve Urkel, in a serious voice.
0: I was, I was also thinking that. Of course you were. Yes, I, I I was. We both
1: lived through the early nineties.
0: We did. It's true. (laughs) Yes, we're
1: elder millennials. Yes. Yep. I prefer Xennial. Well, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm a couple years older than you. I'm technically an Xennial.
0: You you, yes. Um. Anyway,
1: so Glimmer's super psyched. She throws the stuff in. She smiles. And we have a couple of shots of Glimmer and Shadow Weaver, sort of in profile, side by side. Um, You know, very much being shown in relationship, in this working relationship. Yes. Glimmer putting out her hand to do a thing, and then Shadow Weaver's hand covering it and guiding it. Yes. And a bunch of other stuff that makes us super uncomfortable. Uh huh. But But we see a we see job.
0: Yeah, and it's, like, it's, yeah, it's showing, like, the mentorship. It's showing the dark, and it's in, like, it's in shadow, so it's showing the dark mentorship. Like, show that against, like, the, when they would show Glimmer and Angela, how, like, their their stuff was always in full, like, full light. Like, their interactions were in full light, so. Yeah,
1: but at the same time, like, Glimmer's power is Glimmer's power, and it's not inherently... Good or evil, it's no, but how the she relationship to use it, yeah, right. But this is shadow, yeah, Weaver. Yeah, I yeah. mean, of course, we know this relationship is manipulative, yeah. But you know, I, I can understand why Glimmer feels that you know she can take this knowledge and use it how she chooses, and it doesn't have to be inherently evil, sure. No, the I agree. knowledge itself yeah. is not inherently evil, the
0: knowledge itself is not inherently evil.
1: Um, so the spell works, and they see the horde's secret outpost in the whispering woods. And Shadow Weaver puts her hands on Glimmer's shoulder and says, Well done. And we all like crawl back into our turtle shells
0: yeah, we and do. say no. Oh no.
1: So now Glimmer has some big shit to work out.
0: Yep. Some yep. big
1: ethical dilemma shit.
0: Yeah, because we now know that, well, Adora's look looking in the wrong place. So if we warn her in time, we can send her the to the outpost and stop Katra. But if Katra is tracking She-Ra. She'll know we're coming and clear out before we get there. Right. So and we still don't know
1: for sure if Katra is tracking Shira, but it's a distinct possibility at this point.
0: Right. So Shadow Weaver, you know, just mentions that Katra will not be expecting an attack; her attention will be focused on Adora. So it you know, would maybe be a
1: perfect time to strike.
0: So you know, maybe it's just maybe we should use Adora as bait. But you know, Shadow Weaver clarifies as a distraction.
1: Yeah, because Glimmer's the one who says, "Are you suggesting that I use Dora right. as bait? As gasp. bait, and
0: gasping. And, you know, Shadow Weaver, its a distraction. Yes. But it's your—it's the decision is yours alone right. to make. Of course, you know, it's so. all.
1: What will you do, Your Majesty? And it's like, ah! Now
0: we have Shadow Weaver's other favorite thing to do, which is pits. Two powerful people against each other.
1: Yeah, any chance she has. It's her favorite yep. thing. Divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. That's how that's Shadow her Weaver thing. do. Yep, that's and how so she do. so this scene ends with a close-up on Glimmer's face looking totally gutted by this choice she now has to make. Yep. Which we're all feeling. And we are my feeling. last bullet here is fucking Puppet Master Shadow Weaver. She's the worst. We don't like it.
0: We don't like it. She's the worst. She's the worst. So, meanwhile, back on the mission. Yes. Yeah. So we have we're back with Dora and Spinnerella and Natasha.
1: Yep. Looking for the horde again. Yep, yep. They can't find, can't find anything. And Adora says that she'll take it from here. Spinarella says no. Princesses stick together. We'll find it. And then and there's like, and another oh. adorable gayest moment between Spinney and Natasha, where they argue about Natasha's relentless competitiveness and whether or not it's more or less of a turnoff than veggie platters at game night.
0: See, I have that as a gayest moment, and I love that. But before we go, I, I did actually want to just backtrack oh, to sure, that sure. line that Spinnerella said, because it's not a throwaway, because it's in direct co- uh, conversation with the scene before. Which line? The no princesses stick together. Ah, yes. Which is in direct conversation with Glimmer's, like,
1: you know, choice. Right. That's right. I didn't even put that together.
0: Yeah. So we have that, like, oof. And then we have this great little, like, no one comes to game night. Well, it's because you're too competitive. Well, it's because you serve veggies. And it's like... also like the veggie platter at game night all gayest moment because like you know they're serving like his crudite and hummus and you're like okay because it's vegan friendly I and like, like it's good like
1: veggie platter as long sure. as there's good dips being served with it sure if but you know it's like bad, the veggie platter is not gonna fly
0: like it has to be the good hummus not like the weird like 80s hummus that was like low fat and like kind of weird and chunky do you know what i'm talking about they're like yeah, we yeah, it has
1: to be a good i mean there are good hummuses and there oh, are yeah. bad hummuses and you yeah, know there's all other kinds of dip too sure sure but so yeah, i'm imagining from
0: i am imagining like you know i have a very specific under like you know like the bad hummus and like the kind of the crappy like
1: yeah, yeah and like the really crappy like 99 cent ranch dip yeah. It just tastes like chemicals. Right.
0: And it's like, are the, those veggie platters or like the really good ones? You know, yeah, like, know. so I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Spinnerella would would serve up a cruddy i
1: think spinny would put out a good veggie platter i think so with too Some good like you know roasted garlic dips and baba yeah cheese, something yeah. you can really sink your teeth into so really sink your teeth into but yeah i, I agree Adora's reaction when they try to like put her in the middle be like well you know no one comes to game night because you're too competitive right adora and no one wants to eat your veggie platters right Adora? And and she's like oh I'm uh, uh, so uh, yeah. not going to get in the middle of this and It's like I'm not coming to a game like- I didn't even know there was game night <laughs> like I'm too busy the moment is Adora not wanting to get in the middle
0: right because that's like that's another thing that's happening at this like imaginary queer like everyone sitting around and watching this episode is like the like the lesbian couple in the corner that brought the veggie platter arguing about <laughs> the veggie platter <laughs> while the drama queen and the mean lesbian are like talking about like in the corner and then there's like the person that's sitting in between both groups being like
1: I don't yeah. I don't I'm just trying to watch the show yeah. look how gay everything is <laughs> i pass the popcorn I don't I know anything about anything ah yeah so yeah 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 yeah. it's so good um anyway while they're in the middle of all this adorableness here comes some more not at all phallic drill bots to break the tension
0: definitely not phallic like so
1: many bots a yeah. lot of bots
0: there's a lot of bots and they're not phallic
1: no not definitely even not. a
0: little bit not even a little bit uh, this um, is definitely. This is definitely not good. This is not good. It's Not
1: great for our buds. It's, it's we're not great. Leave them to deal with this shenanery, and we're gonna jump over to the secret horde base. And I think it might be time to bring in our super secret special guest. Super secret special guest. It's, ah! it's producer of power, Seth. Yay! Hi, Seth. Hey
3: Seth, welcome. Hi. I'm very excited to be here.
1: We're very excited to have <laughs> you, even though you're have you always here with us. We're Seth happy is to always have your voice.
0: Yeah. So Seth is our super awesome producer who super duper loves this episode. And so of course we're like, Ooh. Seth is like, Hey, can I like hang out and
3: like join and talk about this? And we're like, fuck yeah. So Not, well it's just such a great episode and such a great like turning point for like yeah the the issue that glimmer is having of not being part of everything because yeah. it is the first of like big divide that happens so i was like this is such a good moment
0: yeah. yeah so do we want to talk about the fight and then kind of just like dig into everybody's stuff yes let's do it okay. ah cuz i i love this fight this is probably like one of my top probably one of my top 3 fights in the show i think i wow. have to agree as well
1: this is a great <laughs> fight I'm yeah. not sure that I have ever thought about ranking the fights, but this is a great fight.
3: Yeah, two of them are Catra fights. <laughs> I don't know what my other two would be. Definitely the end of Season 3, to say the least. Um, The first punch is so good.
1: Yeah, it's certainly got some of the highest ratio of fist-to-face sparkles. Mm-hmm.
0: It definitely does. It definitely does. My other two, by the way, are the Catra-Hordak fight at the end of oh, Season 4. Is that is a good one.
1: That's a good one. And...
3: Save the cat. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah.
1: I mean, save the cat is, there's no beating that.
3: Yeah. They're just good fights there. Catra's always in the best fights, I think. Catra does really get the best fights.
0: So let's talk about the fight and then let's kind of get into like what it means for both characters. So here we go. So we get in there and Catra says, What are you doing back? And we're like, Who?
1: Yes. There's some confusion about. listen if you have a friend who can appear as anyone it can cause
3: confusion (laughs) i specifically wrote the line down because i just love that it's like what are you doing back and then she she shoots at her and then she's like oh it's you and you kind of have a moment where it's like glimmer you should have kind of caught on to that little detail
1: yeah glimmer is way too focused on kicking ass to pick up on the subtlety of that yeah she just says who else would it be
0: yeah, yeah, cuz there's raw it's raw rage. Like Glimmer's coming in full raw rage in this
3: one. It's yeah. a little terrifying cuz she is she could literally kill catra if she really wanted to. Yeah. Um and I it's it's intense. And like I feel like it kind of gets lost a little bit cuz it's a kid thing, a kid show, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh but I I mean, Glimmer is a force to be reckoned with especially right now when she's angry and kind oh, of absolutely. uncontrolled.
1: Yeah, she blasts the shit out of that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she
3: really I mean they destroy it together. Like yeah.
1: yeah, this fight destroys the hideout.
0: It's so good. It is. It's so good.
1: And so, the only reason that Katra is able to continually evade glimmer is because she's wicked fast. Yeah. 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 She's highly maneuverable, like a cat.
3: I was say, I love when she jumps on her and then she's just like, You even taste like glitter?
1: Like they're uh, still I doing mean, the I have-
0: bantering. Yeah, I also have that as gayest moment. I'm just saying. Yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty gay. So, so they have. I mean, and they have this action movie. It's this action movie banter. Did anyone ever teach you to put your toys away? You yep. know, like
1: otherwise someone might come and break them. Right, and then we have, Lever you know, is then we really feeling herself. She is like is really feeling herself. She's like aware that this is her action hero moment. And Katra's impressed.
0: Catra yeah. has that like awesome, like when villains are impressed with like, I didn't know you had it in you. Like I love when villains are impressed with the quote unquote heroes or the good guys when they like they're like, ooh, I didn't know you had it in you. Yeah, let's like you're a let's
2: are evil. Yeah. Ooh.
0: I tasty. Like yeah. yeah.
1: Tasty evil.
0: Yeah. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, this is, you know, this is, you know, and and, and Seth, I don't know if you had something written about this, but I had something about this line, which is like, this is where they're learning that they both have it in Mm them. Yeah. Um, That, you know, Catra is not expecting someone to come at her with the force of Catra. Yeah. Um, And Adora holds back. Yes, she does. Uh, And Glimmer doesn't. Well, Glimmer doesn't have an attachment to her. Exactly. Yeah. Glimmer has no personal attachments to Catra. Catra's always been an enemy. Right. So, and Glimmer just doesn't hold back anyway. And, well, she, yeah. so, she yeah. went
3: after Bo. And, like, that is Glimmer's, like, weak spot. It's very much like yep. she's kind of her dame in distress type of thing. And now she's like, I have to defend <laughs> yeah. him to a degree. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's fair. Like, I, I, fair in the sense of like you shouldn't kill anyone but i mean it's fair to be angry understand
1: how she feels yeah 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 um yeah understand where she's coming from
3: and i love when glimmer realizes that she could like really do damage because she says um not scared of some sparkles are you like she specifically is like i now realize that you are kind of scared and know me and know that i can do damage and it's it's mm-hmm. a great moment i do have to kind of hop yeah. on that train
0: that moment is great too because we see that um we see glimmer sees that fear after glimmer uses the electrified whip trick Mm -hmm. that shadow weaver used yes i had that too so glimmer is like glimmer also knows how to fight psychologically um and this is also kind of a sha this is uh, uh, like a shadow uh-huh, of glimmer kind of picking up on some of shadow weaver's tools as well so this is kind of a little nod to you know sh- her taking some of shadow weaver's
3: mentorship mm-hmm. as well so well and they all three kind of swap moms in a way it's really weird yeah like all the three yeah. main girls all kind of swap cuz adora goes to angela and then catra kind of goes to hordak and then uh in a sense like who her parent ends up being quote unquote mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. uh glimmer shifts to shadow weaver interesting
1: i don't really see hordak as being part of the parent paradigm that's fair um but i do see it with the others um, Hordak was never really anyone's parent he's just like a useless dude who sits in the wings and you know isn't really competent but just you know threatens everybody and you know Katra knows how to manipulate him and you know like whatever he has a certain amount of power but he was never part of anyone's daily life that's true.
0: I mean, you could. A lot of people could describe their like dads like that, though. Yeah, <laughs> like that is also I mean,
2: true.
0: That is a, 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 the way that you kind of describe that. I kind of got like em- almost emperor card vibes from that too. Like he's not necessarily like a father, but he is like the paternalistic masculine
3: force. He's like yeah, the next one she true. has to like quote unquote deal with after Shadow Weaver. I guess was kind of right. I'm it's about. true. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that does make sense. And also, we do see Hordak as, you know, we do see um, at the very end of the show, we do have that very brief glimpse when um, Adora literally exercises Horde Prime from Hordak. mm -hmm. Um, We see that glimpse of him holding the child. That's true um and there is that very like holding the child adora. Yeah. So there is that sort of like like I said paternalistic. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily f- like a father figure but like kind of a detached paternalistic. Yeah, yeah. Like the closest they masculine That's fair. kind of. Yeah. No, you're
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah because the show doesn't really emphasize the masculine or the paternal in in any um meaningful sense no. other than it being uh evil yeah once we get to season five we have the literal patriarchy you know well the, you know the religious patriarchy mm-hmm. as the big bad like the biggest bad of them all but
1: well we have king micah
0: we yeah, have king, king micah, micah is yeah. like abs-
1: the
3: perfect example of a good dad
1: but he's absent
0: that is true he's absent for most of the series so yeah so yeah you know absent dads. I'm saying
1: he's a positive he's positive. a positive
0: masculine force and we also have bo's dads who are positive masculine forces yes but they're not but they're not they, central characters they're not central characters yeah. and they're you know yeah, they're yeah, not yeah, cen- yeah. yeah so yeah.
1: no these are these are all good points
0: and i like yeah. that
1: yeah, yeah, yeah i'm yeah.
0: gonna let's i want to put keep these in my pocket i like these ideas yeah, yeah, yeah. but i do want to get back to this fight
3: yes. because
0: there's a lot going on here because we have the the two of them tend to fight so hard that they don't care if they destroy everything in their path. And this also kind of sets the tone for the rest of the season mm-hmm. um, yeah. um, and a lot of the series is that these two, you know, certainly to the, the last episode of the season, you know, where they fight so hard that both of them will literally put everything on the line including the universe, to destroy the other side.
1: I mean, I don't think Glimmer ever thought that that was what she was doing, and she had a lot of regret about it later. I don't think Glimmer would have ever said, I will put the universe on the line to win. I don't think she ever would have said that.
3: She does sacrifice... her friendships for it, though. like She She does. does wholeheartedly be like, I will leave this behind to do this.
1: She does, but she thinks, because in her heart, she believes that she's protecting the universe. That's true. I don't think she would deliberately sacrifice people to win she's trying to sacrifice she's willing to sacrifice friendships but because she thinks she's protecting people she's keeping people safe but that's that's still what what ends up happening you're right but that's what she thinks no but you're still what she's
0: you're still talking you're talking about two sides of the same coin though
1: (gasps) right they both still like two sides of the same coin but i think that there's and i'm not saying the universe that
0: no, they're both still willing to destroy the things that they know in order to get the th- get what they need, what they think is correct, what they think is right. Glimmer is willing to destroy her relationships to make sure that the world is saved. Catra right. is willing to destroy the known world that she has in order to get what she wants, which
1: is power. They are still... They are you know they are in this tension I just think there's a meaningful distinction between being flip sides of the same coin versus like these things are the same no
3: that's fair Glimmer's not as malice Glimmer
1: being willing to sacrifice her relationships to save the world versus Catra being willing to sacrifice lives to sacrifice the universe just so she can win I don't think those two things are comparable Catra doesn't care about people's lives or safety at all she just wants to she just wants the power she wants to win you know she wants to be right because she's never you know whatever i'm not saying that she doesn't have reasons to feel how she feels i'm just saying i don't think it's fair to say that glimmer's motivations are the same
3: I don't think the same but i think they do try to like, like i think you're right glimmer is more honorable in her route to it because she is trying to save the world but it's kind of the thing of like her and catcher always felt like second string Glimmer, kind of, because she was the daughter of the Queen, and then Katra in Adora's "quote unquote" shadow. So it's kind of like they're both trying to prove to themselves, and through that, mm-hmm. they lose kind of what's most important to them. And I think that is like, mm-hmm. the, yes. like the the, the mm-hmm. guts of that. Yes,
1: that's really well put. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do sure. think you know, like we've been saying since the beginning of this season. There is a lot of mirroring between Catra mm-hmm. and Glimmer this season. Yes. And I think yes. what you're saying is a huge part of that the mirroring and the flip sides. And I think that it's, it's important to see them as flip sides and not like, oh, it's the same. There's a difference between yeah. being mirror images and being the same.
0: I'm really interested to, to kind of continue this conversation because I, you know, I. I agree that it, it is mirroring. It, it is flip sides. It's not nothing, you know, it's not the same. But I do want to kind of continue to have this conversation in terms of ideas of sacrifice when we get to it specifically in terms of and uh, doing harm when we get to um, kind of the later episodes when, when we, you know, align and balance the planet type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, because I don't remember, and I'd love to rewatch it, what the actual, like, alignment and balancing the planet does to the actual princesses with their connection with the gemstones. And, like, it's like, like, how does it physically harm them? Do they, I like, I just don't remember. Like, how does it... Like, what does it do to them physically is there any sort of like consent given b- by them like what you know like there's a whole bunch of like questionable stuff that glimmer does there that is just as questionable and violent so yeah so i don't know
1: we'll get there let's not let's not yeah. get ahead of ourselves down real far as in the hole. you've put that nugget down as something that we are going to look at down the road but yeah, let's absolutely. not getting to it
0: right now. Yeah, yeah. I wanna put a pin in that and I wanna yeah. check it out down the road. But I do wanna like this is fucking like I this is super fucking cool. Um yeah. Uh this whole fight is really awesome. Um Seth, what do you have
3: anything else you wanna like, you know, drop in about this? Um two things. Uh I have glimmer is like, it terrifying, but I already said that. Um but also <laughs> uh i have like this theory about a lot of things but i think shira showcases it really well that like the leader of the group of adventurers can't be the most powerful and i oh. think this is a good episode that kind of shows that glimmer is a planner and can has that like leader ability um they mentioned like the new D D movie that just came out where he's like what do you do he's like i make the plan and i think this is a really good showcase of like glimmer can do that but she just also needs a team to back her up does that hmm. make sense
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. So. Like the you kind of need the so the the in terms of the leader you mean like the person
3: like the the planner or, I guess like the one that uh yeah like the st-
0: the the strategizer yes, that's
3: the word thank you
0: yeah so, so do you like mean you Glimmer or Adora
3: I think Glimmer is the leader and that's why because she, like she's the queen so I think she is the leader and then Adora is the strongest warrior. Because she is Shira.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see what and, you're and, saying. And yeah. I, like, yeah. the fact
3: that Catra did get away in this fight, I think speaks mm-hmm. to that thing of like, she is a strategist and she could make the plan, which there's moral flaws in this plan, but it was a good plan in theory. Um, mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think this like showcases that she needed just more than herself and that is also a lesson that is going to be like kind of pounded in throughout this season
0: yes yes the idea that glimmer does need more than herself yeah and and that is like also kind of like the that's the whole thing of the series mm-hmm. too yeah. right it's like yeah they we, all
1: they all need more than themselves
0: they all need more than themselves just and you know that's kind of like the lesson of D D yeah. too right <laughs> you know is that you all need more than yourself that you need a bard in your team guys it's okay Sorry. No, no, <laughs> sorry i know you're fine sorry i have a lot of feelings about being a bard it's cool um, we're not useless um, <laughs> absolutely not we're not useless um who's gonna know what happened
1: if there's no exactly
0: yeah. you toss toss a coin to your witcher yeah. um i am really i feel i feel like we did this justice what yeah yeah I, agree. yeah I think we i think we dug in seth Thank you. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thank you for me. joining
1: us. Producer Thank of you Power.
0: For, producer of Power Seth is going to be joining us more. So tune in. And yeah, we're going to have more producer of Power Seth yeah. joining us more for some really more tasty digging in stuff. Thank you. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. So, Jenny, they just destroyed this whole goddamn place. Yeah. They just they just took it down.
1: Yep, yep. Much like when Catra and Hordak fight, they have yep. no qualms about destroying rooms that they are currently in. No, no, just, they just took it down. Yeah, also, I would definitely say if you're ever in a huge fight and you see a giant red button that's, like, all by itself on a control panel with no other buttons near it, don't hit that button. It's that probably usually, not going to be a good idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that. You know, if I made, if I was any sort of engineer, which I'm not, I would make that button like green.
1: Or well, I would put like a lock on it. Yeah. You have to well, have you know, like the situation where there's like two keys that have to be engaged to open the lock. Oh, yeah. And they have yeah, to be have to, far enough apart that two separate yeah, people and You have to turn them at the, to at the same time. So you have to have two people yeah. that this is a good idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah.
1: So Catcher hits the button. Yep. And you know those giant Hershey kisses that you sometimes get like on Christmas or whatever? It's I totally like, do. You know, in a box. So I got one of those when I was like three, and it uh-huh. seemed like it was the size of a planet. <laughs> so that's what this bot is. It's like the giant Hershey kiss of bots. It's like of the bots. biggest fucking bot that ever botted. It is giant fucking bot. Um, so that's, you know, pretty much the end. <laughs> Yep. And it drills through a catwalk. There's not even solid ground underneath it. This was not a great plan for Katra. She's not like a great standing plan. on the catwalk. Bot drills through it. You know the whole place okay, is but coming it, down.
0: But it is super fucking cool, though.
1: It is super fucking cool. I mean, all of this is super
0: fucking cool. Yeah, they break. They break all of hero the shit stuff. Yeah, this is great. So,
1: you know, Glimmer's like, oh, you're going to bring the whole place down. Catra says, don't worry, I'm not planning to stick around. She's so confident and cocky. She leaps towards the exit. But Mm -hmm. she should not have been that glib because some heavy shit falls on her.
0: Mm, Luckily, like, she's okay. She's
1: okay, but she's trapped. She's trapped. it turns out that Glimmer does not have to choose between getting Catra or getting the bot.
0: Yep. But, you know, luckily our our shapeshifter comes in just in time. Yes. Who knows how to yes. get out of jam.
1: Yes. So Catra is saved and Glimmer pulls a truly boss level move that I personally am very impressed by. She teleports the whole damn bot out and up into the sky. So when it explodes, it is not near anything because it is way up in the sky.
0: Yeah, it's it's a boss move.
1: And she gets herself out of the way again before, you know, the shockwave hits. So she saves herself as well.
0: It's a boss move. And it's like it's she doesn't even need to have strength.
1: She just needs to have really good timing, stamina, like she doesn't have to lift it.
0: Yeah, she doesn't have to lift it. She just has to like
1: how much strength it takes her to teleport other objects besides herself
0: yeah, like I was thinking about that is it like like when Adora just like lifts up like wagons or is she just like touching it and it goes poof poof ploof like
1: I mean, I would assume that the larger the object, the more power it takes her.
0: Yeah, I don't
1: know. I mean, it's it's impossible for us to know how her bamfing power translates into senses that we can wrap our minds around. But I assume that's, it takes some type of strength.
0: That's true, and also, you know, she's got like supercharged moon 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 mom magic. So
1: yeah, and she's pissed. So that probably adds the <laughs> she's adrenaline. Pissed. The adrenaline yeah. adds to the strength.
0: Yeah, and she's pissed. So. This is super fucking cool.
1: Yeah, so I wrote, Good job. great job, Glimmer, have a cookie. Aw, Glimmer does deserve a cookie. She has earned a big fucking cookie. She's earned a big fucking cookie. Absolutely. Um, We're also relieved that Katra is alive.
0: We are relieved that Katra is alive. But
1: that outpost is done.
0: That outpost is toast.
1: Everybody walks away, very luckily, no more outpost.
0: Yep, and <laughs> until we get to, uh, I love in the fifth season, when we use it again. And we're like, we know a place. And then we have Glimmer and Catra kind of look at each other like, eh. <laughs> oh yeah, we've yes. been here before. Yes, indeed. And I, I loved that shared look between totally the two of them. I was, like, I was like, oh yeah, That's we've been juicy. here. Oops. So...
1: Now Love we it. get to flip back one more time, back to our our other buddies who are battling some other bots. Yeah, they're pretty Shira, wiped. Spinnerella, and Natasha—they are still, especially Natasha, because she is still sheltering them under her net from the super bots. Yeah, and, like, that's exhausting. Yeah, and I actually noticed on my final watch, as Natasa is, she has her arms extended so we can see that it's costing her, again, some type of strength to hold this net in place. Spinnerell is actually holding up one of Natasa's arms to help her. Oh. I I just noticed that on my final watch. Wives! Good wives. I love them. So as they are reaching the end of their rope of, you know, what the fuck else, they have no more moves. I love them. What are they going to do? I don't know. Oh, hey, Glimmer. Here comes Glimmer. And she is so psyched to be able to just poof in here at this crucial moment with the perfect line and a catchy wink. Be like, Mm -hmm. I thought you could use some help. Just like it's no big deal. Oi. She's so happy right now. She is just riding on this wave of adrenaline. She absolutely destroys all the bots super easily like it's nothing. And Shira, Spinarella, and Tessa all just watch her with like huge eyes, like "Whoa!"
0: Yeah, I think she like, even
1: says "Whoa!" Yeah, she's kicking major ass. Yeah, yeah. And then it seems like everything is all good; it's all done. But wait, there's one more. And Spinarella does a, her own cool hero move. She blows her buddies back in one direction away from the bots, and then she blows the bot the other direction over the cliff yep Um. total boss move but Boom. it also hits her with the blowback as it goes down mm. so we don't know how hurt is she Natasa of course freaks out and is so worried she rushes over to her fallen wife's side takes her hand as she's lying unconscious in the ground oh my god you know speak to me baby you know et cetera, et cetera. she's totally freaked out Mm-hmm. And Spinnerella calmly opens her eyes and says, 14. <laughs> 14. Yes. As in 14 bots for me, I win. <laughs>
0: love it. Love we it. Love
1: it. We and, love it. We love them. Yeah. And so Natasha, for like one second, has this totally priceless look, like, motherfucker. But then I she know. lets it go in like a, like less than a second.
0: I know. And she kisses
1: her and she says, that's my girl. You I love win. them. Lesbian aunties. Lesbian aunties, I love goals. you. I love you lesbian
0: aunties. Yes.
1: You're the best. They have
0: the greatest
1: relationship.
0: They have a great relationship. I love them. Yeah. I love them. We
1: all do. And then Glimmer poofs in next to Shira looking very pleased with herself and she says very pleased should with I herself. start counting two?
0: Because uh-huh
1: pauses to the last the last bot without even turning to look at it i just got the rest good so, job glimmer yeah, but it's a like combination of like super cool but also kind of scary that your friend suddenly is so much more powerful
0: uh-huh yeah
1: yeah and this last
0: scene is like Heartbreaking.
1: Yeah, we go back to Bright Moon, And Glimmer is, you know, understandably just riding her adrenaline high still. She's giving Bo an mm-hmm. abridged play-by-play of all of her awesome bot-destroying badassery. Yeah, and Bo kind of, I mean, Bo puts it like, Bo wraps it
0: pretty nice. That sounds really cool, but also really awful? Yeah. So
1: first and he like, says it sounds really cool, and then he looks over at Adora, who is looking so disapproving. And then he says- yeah. And then he amends it to be like, oh, that's really cool. Looks at disapproving face, but also really awful. (laughs) Because it was really awful. Yeah, it is both of those things. Um, And Glimmer can't hear that right now. She just wants to enjoy feeling happy about this victory. You know, she's finally feeling like she has her groove back. And, you know, she's feeling like she's doing what she wants to do which is, you know, being by her friend's side and helping fight the fight, and she just wants to feel good about it. Yeah. And Adora is not on the same page.
0: No. Well, I mean... (laughs) can, Can you blame
1: her? No, no, it's all understandable. They are not in the same place right now. I mean, yeah, because Adora's like, yeah, well... She's still really concerned... Well, first of all, she's concerned with figuring out how the Horde is tracking her, which right, they and- all just assumed is true.
0: Right, and also, Adora is like, you used me as a decoy.
1: Yeah.
0: And, like, that... Like, without saying, like, hey, I'm gonna use you as a decoy. Well,
1: and again, it's not like it was planned in advance. It was, you know, a heat-of-the-moment decision. Sure, but also, like that's
0: fucked up dude and it, it, like yeah, i mean you know it is
1: it is it, it doesn't it, it doesn't seem like that's that she's hugely upset about it but it's, it's like it's in the mix
0: you know it's 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 a drop in the bucket but you know you have to keep you yeah, know things keep in dropping mix. in the bucket you it's know what i mean mix. yeah yeah it's and, in the and mix yeah, 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 doesn't
1: really apologize
0: no she doesn't she's like it worked
1: yeah it worked so It was the right thing to do
0: Right. And, you know, I am and I'm going to be a proactive queen.
1: Yeah. And and she really wants them to understand why she made these decisions and what her reasoning was.
0: Right. And, you know, her decision, you know, her her reasoning is great. And then she mentions that Shadow Weaver is teaching her magic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. and she that's says she, her line can I say her line because I feel like Please it sort do. of sums up yes. her whole journey through this episode Yes. and she takes Bo ha- Bo's hand mm-hmm. as she delivers this line she says I'm not going to stay behind anymore that's not the kind of queen I am I want to be out there fighting to protect my kingdom side by side with my best friends so far all great Sure. and now that Shadow Weaver's teaching me magic I'll be twice as effective <laughs>
0: And uh, like, do you really think people aren't going to have a problem with that?
1: Yeah. And so she just sort of says that last part as like a little sidebar throwaway. Yeah. And so obviously Adora is not cool with this at all. No. And even Bo is like, Glimmer, I don't know. Hmm. But Glimmer kind of just pretends not to hear them because yeah, she just I- doesn't want to hear it. That's some
0: I mean, it's some deal with the devil shit, right? Yeah, like yeah,
1: yeah. But, you know, Glimmer's in a happy place. She's happy. Yep. She's feeling powerful. And she would rather just pretend that she's not hearing it and go raid the kitchen for celebration cake. Yeah, like, bring like, up some cake. Like the old days. Which like the old days. Which is unsaid, but uh-huh.
0: inferred. Yeah. Also, I want cake now.
1: I know that's not what my takeaway should be here, but like... But who doesn't want cake? Especially if it's from the Bright Moon Kitchens. I'm sure it's extra sparkly and delicious.
0: Right. Their cakes always look so fucking good, Mm -hmm. too. There's like a place down the street from me that makes these really incredible cakes that like, I'm not a sweets person, but like... Now I really want to go get cake. I am but absolutely I, a
1: sweets person and I am lucky that there is not a delicious cake bakery down the street for me, because if there was, it would be Yeah it would be difficult. <laughs> it would be over. Yeah.
0: I mean they're not open on Tuesdays, otherwise I'd be like, Oh no, go get some cake yeah, now. But go cake. anyway.
1: Mm, but you that's know, we understand good. the desire for happiness in cake. Sure. Sure. We definitely do. Um, but so my last bullet on this scene is, hey Glimmer, you know you can't just force conversations to end because you leave the room, buddy. Yeah. But right now, you know. You know. She's been struggling for quite a while. You know, her mom died. She took on all these huge responsibilities. She was struggling with, you know, how to navigate it. And she finally feels like she made a decision that she feels good about. And she doesn't want to nitpick it. She just wants to feel good about it.
0: Right. Right. And so
1: I'm not saying I agree with all decisions that she's made, but I understand how she's feeling right now same i do think she should have apologized to adora though for using her as bait
0: yeah that was not cool not cool that was like not a great choice you know you don't say well it worked you know when your friend is like hey
1: uh, you hurt my feelings yeah 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 so this is so this is the beginning of some cracks
0: this is the rift the
1: rift the rift is happening
0: the rift is happening. Yes. But we do They're going to have to- Yeah. No, I was going to make a Buffy joke. It's fine. No, make a Buffy, please. <laughs> I, I want to hear it now. Like, I was like, they're going to have to pull some tarot cards and make a super Buffy. So. Yep. Yeah. You know, Nothing wrong fine. with that. Nothing wrong with that. So. We do
1: have one final scene back in the yep. fright zone. Little tag in the fright zone. Double Trouble and Catra return on a skiff. I
0: also love this too because this is like okay mean lesbian is taking drama queen home on her motorcycle yep. because drama queen was like girl can I get a ride home and like, mean yeah, lesbian's you saved like yeah my ass of course it's like yeah you saved my ass fine you know like the queue's not running can I get a ride home so
1: <laughs> you know yep, yep, so yep. you know so she gives them a ride home yeah and yep. double trouble calls catcher kitten again which we love oh, we love adds- what she's going to tell Hordak about all those destroyed bots?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Catra
1: always knows how to spin it. Yep. She says, "I'm going to say you're welcome for testing them before we moved ahead with our big plan. Obviously, they were garbage." Mm-hmm. Which and is then we have a, very smart. Yeah,
0: and then we have a little bit of vulnerability.
1: Yes, we have a very un-Catra like moment. I know. And Katra's like, hey, I have a friend. Yeah, actually thanking Double Trouble for saving her and saying, I don't know what I would have done if you hadn't showed up. And we have this this
0: little moment kind of breaks my heart yeah, a little bit. I
1: know, I know, I think it's meant to. Well,
0: I know that. Yeah, I know. yeah. well, yeah, but it's still—it still—it worked, Jenny. <laughs> yes, it did. It <laughs> worked on me as well.
1: Cinema works. <laughs> yes, yes. Well done, writers. Well done, so writers. Katra decides, for whatever reason, to be vulnerable with Double Trouble right now mm-hmm. and admit, you know, that she would have been fucked without them. Mm-hmm. And Double Trouble says, "Well, I live to serve." For a price, of course. Reminding mm-hmm. Catra that this is a financial relationship. Yep. Yep.
0: And it's just like,
1: and uh, Catra looks sad again and remembers, like, like, oh yeah, I'm paying you.
0: Oh right, I'm paying you to be, you know, you're you're not my friend. You're my employee. you're my con you're my contractor, right? Yeah, you're my yeah. employee. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So she reaches into some random place and pulls out the traditional. Bag o' coin. Yep, yep. The Fantasyland bag o' coin, which like the only time
0: we ever see money exchanged on this show is with Double Trouble. That's true. Like, so
1: that's true. Um, but so, you know, and I do have a note here, and I'm, you know, I, I understand where everyone is on their journey. I'm trying to be fairly neutral in terms of judgment, but I wrote, "You reap what you sow," Bubba. In terms of Catra feeling sad that she has no friends Like people have tried to be your friend Catra
0: Yeah I mean Yeah I mean she's She's going through it but yeah, you sometimes you would
1: have been there to save her in a heartbeat Yeah but you know yeah. if, if Scorpia yeah. had been allowed To know any of Catra's plans or been part Of Catra's plans in any way Yeah
0: I mean I don't disagree with you on that Yeah, yeah, but This that's... is a re-put-you-so
1: Yeah yeah it is what it is she is on a journey Yep so, as soon as Double Trouble gets the bag of coin, they are pleased as punch, mm-hmm. and they promise to keep a better eye on Glimmer, who is more powerful than they realized. Yeah. And Catcher and... makes a throwaway comment, like, well, if mm-hmm. she had used Adora's bait. Yep. Yeah.
0: And ooh. we're like, ooh, yeah, I know. Which
1: leads both of them to the realization that this friendship is not on totally solid ground.
0: Yes. Yes, and they're like, ooh, looks like the friendship might have a few cracks, huh? Might be... Um, wouldn't it be a shame if someone there to take advantage of them? It would be a shame,
1: wouldn't, wouldn't it? it, Jenny? Yes. I, and the final would be. shot, which is bum, so delicious, bum, is bum. this line of Catra saying those words over Double Trouble's best be gay, do crime, evil grin.
0: Love it. It's a shame.
1: Yes. So all does not bode well. Ooh, what a tasty episode. Yes, yeah, so we've got some mm. juicy stuff coming up real mm, soon. There's mm. a bunch of very, very fun, juicy episodes coming up now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yum, yum, yum. I'm excited.
1: Oh. I am excited too. I can't wait to dig into this shit. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking this sick. is a juicy juicy season.
0: It is a juicy juicy season. It is like the most like emotional crooks. It is yeah. cruxy. It is Cruxington. Indeed. I I just made that up. I don't know why I used that. I like Uh, it. Cruxington. Yes. Um, But, Jenny, I really want to know, what did we learn today?
1: Oh, man. Well, geez. We learned some hard stuff today.
0: We did. We learned a lot of hard stuff. Um,
1: We learned that sometimes friendships that have been really solid for a long time are not guaranteed to always be solid forever. Sometimes people are going through shit that causes your friendships to suffer, and you have to reevaluate, and, you know, you can't always count on people the same way indefinitely. You have to give people room to go through their own shit.
0: Damn, that's Um, a hard lesson.
1: It is a hard lesson, and, you know, if it was easy then uh we wouldn't need shows like this to help us navigate it to, to teach us to teach us and yeah. we also learned not to trust evil mentors yeah when they, i feel like know, anyone who tries to like touch your face while telling you stuff about yourself in a in a way that you know that they have more to gain than you do <laughs> i don't know just be careful guys be that's careful an etern- with mentors in general you know that's a that's an eternal lesson yeah be you careful who you pick as your mentor is, a, is, a, is yeah. a general lesson that we can all definitely benefit from
0: i think so as well well folks if you liked what you heard and you want to bring a veggie platter to game night you can like and follow us on apple Podcasts, spotify or Google podcast, or wherever you get your podcast fix. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at HeyadoraCast. Or you can email us your favorite veggie dip recipe at HeyAdoraCast at gmail.com. Yum. I'm for it. I'm for it too. I love a good veggie dip recipe. Hey, Jenny. Hey, Math. Other than a veggie dip recipe, what else do we have on our Patreon?
1: We have fun live watches and live chats with our patrons. We have spaces for people to talk about gay screaming, fan theories, all kinds of fun community conversations, all kinds of fun stuff over in that Patreon.
0: Yeah, on our Discord, right? And our Facebook page. Yes. And yeah, all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, You know, we have video hangouts there too, we have live watches. Yeah. Jenny's going to have some story story hours coming back up soon. Yes, we have, yes. We have some really cool stuff going on. So if you are interested in hanging out with us and gay screaming with us, you can find the link to our Patreon, as well as the link to this week's Spotify playlist, Pulse, in our show notes or at HeyAdora.Gay. All
1: the links to all the things can always be found at HeyAdora.Gay.
0: We totally have dot gay. We... We're never we going to let you forget it. We're never going to let you forget it. We're never going to get rid of that no, URL. No, of course not. Dot gay. And remember, queer joy is radical.
1: And queer love saves the universe. Ow! Veggie dip. Oh. That's gay. <laughs> that is gay. <laughs> <laughs>